Morning. Welcome to uh, Gospel Pursuits broadcast. Um, I'm just looking at my internet, hoping it will uh, connect. Hmm. It's entirely my fault on my end. Something's not working. The internet has just decided to just break. Hello, good morning, welcome to Gospel Proceeds Broadcast. Apologies for that little um, break in service there. Something went wrong on my end. Uh, the internet has just decided to just play up a bit. So just give me, bear with me one second. I just need to adjust some things. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Anyways, let's start again. Welcome to the Gospel Proceeds Broadcast. My name's Andy. Uh, we are broadcasting live uh, in Kenya on the World Glorious TV Network, which is great. And we're also broadcasting on Facebook and YouTube in the UK on my channels, Gospel Pursuits. It's such a wonderful uh, time to just enjoy God's presence, um, just to have a half day or sorry, half an hour just to spend time and just get into his word, get into all the things that's going on, even though we have technical issues and uh, problems. They they all always happen on live TV. Um you even watch the big boys do it. BBC makes mistakes even sometimes. <laughs> so it's great. Um, well, so welcome to the pro pro uh, program. Yesterday we had a wonderful uh, little session. It, it, you know, it, it. We were talking about being appointed by God, and and the foundation scripture for this week is kind of started from. And I'm going to just get right into it because we've wasted so much time faffing. <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. In John 15, we kind of picked up uh, a scripture verse that I, I think is really quite impre impressive by what Jesus said to us. He said this, he said, you have always, he, he was talking to his disciples just before he was about to die, uh, before he was going to go to the cross, and he was winding down his ministry, if you like, uh, to them. And so he basically said this, you have already been pruned and purified by the message or the words that I have given you. So he, he spent three and a half years inputting into these disciples, giving them some great things happening and, and all that kind of stuff. But he, he also said this, remain in me and I will remain in you. And that's where we started this week as the topic was remain in me. And yesterday we moved on to verse 16 that says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce everlasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. And to, and I said today we will talk a little bit about that, expand even more on it. And the title of this uh, message is Equipped. And you could add to that, equipped for service, equipped to do the job that God's told you to do. See, if Jesus has sent you somewhere, and like uh, what I love about Mark 16, if you read that, and, and this is the great commission. We, you know, God doesn't do something, doesn't give us a job to do and then just say, well, you're on your own. Uh, you can't, you, you've got to just trust that you're going to get everything right and you, you, you don't worry about it. Your decisions are going to work uh, and all that kind of stuff. Well, he doesn't do that, does he? He says this in verse 15, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. So it's very clear what he starts out with, go into all the world. What did he say in John 15? He said, go, I've appointed you to go, to produce everlasting fruit. And what's the fruit? Well, it starts with preaching the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes, this is fruit, 
and is baptized will be saved. But every, anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. So, you know, if, if we are tree, a tree, if you're a tree, <laughs> you're an apple tree, and people walk past and pick an apple off you and enjoy the apple, they enjoy the fruit. If they walk past, they don't get an apple. And that's simply what the gospel message is. That's simply our job, is to produce fruit so that people can be blessed by it. It's their decision and their choice as to whether they receive or not. And then it says here, and this is what's this is the equipment, this is the the help, this is the 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 thing. And we're going to jump over to another scripture verse in a, in a minute that will back this up. These mir- these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink any poisonous thing, it will not hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. And then if you jump over to Acts chapter 1, and I'm kind of keeping my finger in and other things, I don't want to have to find it, so I'm just trying to do too much at once, probably. But Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, commanded them do not leave Jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he promised as he told you before John baptized you with water but just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and Luke says the Holy Spirit and with fire so Jesus didn't just literally and then okay continues here the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times in verse 7 but they are not for you to know but you will receive power and authority when you when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So there's there's a certain power, a d- dynamic, dynamis power. And then, of course, when he said in Mark 16, go into all the world, he was delegating the authority that God had invested in him. And then, of course, the Holy Spirit came on them and they received power to do the job. So there's one thing, yesterday we were talking a little bit about authority. And that 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 little guy on, on the street corner waving the traffic around doesn't have a lot of power. Unless he's got some people guarding him. Now, I want to maybe extend a little bit and say that, well, you know what? We're not just relying on an outside force to protect us. We've got power on the inside of us by the Holy Spirit. So he's equipped us. So he he said, first off, remain in me and I will remain in you. So basically, you stay in the word. You stay in what uh, things are happening. You you stay in, in, in his presence. You stay with him. You don't leave him. He will never leave you nor forsake you, but you stay on the path. The righteous, they, they have a path set before them, and their steps are ordered by the Lord. There is a plan and a purpose for you. And then, of course, you were appointed. You were chosen. You were appointed for a task. You have an assignment on this earth. You have something to do. Whether you're uh, somebody in the far reaches of Siberia, or you're in the in the, the biggest city in the world, New York City, California, where, wherever you may be. You have got an assignment to fill. Now that assignment may look small to you or may look big to you. Most things that God gives you to do are going to look big, no matter what. But someone else might think it's small. Some might think it's just enormous. But thank God for what he has done on the inside of you by giving you the authority to go and the commissioning to go and also the power by when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you've got the equipment and the power to go. And then, of course, you just look through uh, the book of Acts and see what happens. You know, Peter and John walking by the gate, beautiful. You know, silver and gold have I none, but what I such I have, this is what I give you, rise up and walk. And the man leaped 
up, his ankles were made whole, everything just rocketed forward, and it was just an amazing event. And the birth of the church was in the thousands. I, I, I was listening to somebody yesterday, I was talking about Bishop Ediepo in Nigeria planting 10,000 churches during COVID. 10,000 churches. That's miraculous growth. It's also good organization, if you say, if I say so. But this is the ability and the power that God's given you. And, and what I, I, I like this scripture verse in Second Peter. And, this, and we're just expanding on this. You, the equipment that you need, what you have, it's not outside and around you. You see, um, you may be worried about money. How am I going to achieve the job at hand? How is this TV network going to grow? How is um, your ministry going to grow? How am I going to do this? How am I going to find places to preach? Well, you see, all of that is on the deposit on the inside. You see, Christ has been made wisdom unto you. James says it very clearly. You can ask for wisdom. And then wisdom at her right hand is riches and wealth. So there is so much capacity and so much on the inside of you right now. You might not know it's there. It's your job to pray it out, believe it, pray in the Holy Ghost, edifying yourself or letting the wisdom of God bubble up. That's why do you think Jesus talks about rivers and, and, and wells and, and all this kind of stuff? It's all symbolizing what's going on in the inside of you. When there's rivers of living water flowing freely from you, when you are connected to the vine and bearing fruit, there is, there is a flow, a relationship with the Holy Ghost, a relationship with Heavenly Father, a relationship with the Word of God. And these established things on the inside of you in your and, and as you transform Transform your mind and renew it to the Word of God. You get to believe and you get to see and you get to say and you get to operate in the authority and the God-given power that God's put on the inside of you. And therefore, you will not have issues with your ministry. You will not have issues with that money coming in or when it's needed to because you have the authority and the ability and the wisdom on the inside of you to do the correct task, to do the correct job, to do the correct um, next step. God doesn't always give you the whole picture he might give you a very very high balls eye picture you might have a vision and a dream and you want to go somewhere but sometimes or most of the time i would say it's the little baby steps that you do on a daily basis that are going to lead to the giant leaps i remember um i used to be a photographer for a while and I used to uh, you know, really uh, consume myself with uh, learning how to be better at my, my job, better as a creative. And I still get to do some of that stuff. I thank God I'm, I'm paid by a couple of churches to help them with the creative side of things. And it's a, it's a, a pleasure and, a, and an honor to be able to do that. But they talk about that um, life is not like a smooth curve. I'm trying to do this without hitting my microphone. It's not a smooth curve. It's not a gradual growth. Quite often life will be a plateau and then you hit a jump and then you'll get to a new level and then you'll plateau and then you hit a jump. Most people get frustrated on that plateau and never hit the point where the, the jump. What did Galatians say? Do not be weary in well-doing for in due season you will reap. Faithfulness is continual patience, endurance to keep going. But I think most Christians misunderstand this idea. They feel like that if they're well, they're continually doing well. They're continually doing the good stuff of God. They're continually doing it. They will reap a harvest one day, and then so they don't have to. They, they won't be weary for this season, and then then they'll reap their harvest, and then they can just sail. 
Well, no. The, God doesn't say you get to the next level and you have to stop being weary and well-doing. No, it's the same scripture verse applies at the next level. It's just a different level. So whenever we're moving forward in the things of God and God's equipping us, God's uh, putting on the inside of us what's necessary for us to grow. So we just keep going. We will not be weary in well-doing. We will endure. You know, James, we, we talk, I think we mentioned it the other day. Let me just read the scripture verse in James. It's such a um, powerful scripture verse. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles, persecution... Um, yeah, if you look at the, verse 1 in James, it says this, I am writing to the 12 tribes, Jewish believers, scattered abroad. They weren't just living a nice, cushy uh, uh, job. They weren't li- l- l- doing a nice, cushy church life. They didn't have their 10,000-seater auditorium, fully air-conditioned, uh, big TV screens. That everything was they were scattered abroad. Why were they scattered? Probably because they were persecuted. So it says here, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. That's powerful. You see, when you're weary and well doing, there's no joy. When you're you're struck stuck trying to be faithful and and faithfulness is 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 part of the fruits of the spirit but you just don't want to be faithful you just want to give up you want to change you want to shift and go somewhere different god's given you a target to go for but you don't think that target's attainable so you just change the target well you see we're not in a pick and mix christianity is not pick and mix you don't get to pick what God wants you to do. He said, I have chosen you and appointed you to bear everlasting fruit. So that fruit that you need to bear is on the inside of you. If you're chasing after other fruits, if you're chasing after finances or, or things of the world that, that you know full well that God hasn't got that in your plan for, you're not going to have a great life. You're going to have a weary life. A life full of pain and suffering. And when you step outside of the perfect will of God, yes, you can be in the permissive will of God. God will do his utmost to bless you. But when you're in the perfect will of God, things suddenly get easy. But even so, there may be persecution that comes with that. Jesus said it this way, you know, you you will receive a hundredfold. Anyone who sacrifices his life for me, everyone, anyone who gives up something for me will receive a hundredfold. Mothers, fathers, uh, daughters, sons, houses, uh, stuff. God wants to bless you with stuff in abundance, but he also said with persecutions. Why? Because persecution arises for the word's sake. When you're operating in the word of God, you will be persecuted. There will be times where you where you don't. Maybe I'm saying this because <laughs> God's preparing me for something. I don't know. But I need to be aware of it. You see, I don't take persecution lightly. I don't take it like it's God's plan for my life or it's God's will for my life. But the reality is, it says, when troubles of any kind come, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Why? Because joy in the Holy Ghost will build you up with strength and you see any obstacle in your way you've got the word of faith in your mouth you're preaching it you're speaking it you're declaring it you throw that mountain in the sea you see nothing the devil can throw at you nothing the devil can can hurl at you can be cannot be see that's the whole point of the shield of faith it quenches the fiery darts of the enemy quenches means put it out so anything the devil tries against you no tongue that rises up against you shall condemn you no weapon formed against you 
that comes against you. It says in Deuteronomy that when you're walking in the blessings, the enemy will come in one way and flee before you seven ways. So there is an amazing ability that God's got for you. On the inside of you, the power, the authority, the equipment for you to succeed. And it says here, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. You see what I was talking about? Faithfulness, being weary and well-doing. Your endurance has a chance to grow. And when it says here, so let it grow. Most people don't want to let it grow. They give up. I've done it. Oh, I don't want it to grow, so I'm going to just give up. Hallelujah. For you know when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. So when your endurance is fully de- developed, and, and that word endurance is, is in the King James, I think, patience. See, patience is not just simply grin and bear it. It's endurance. It's consistency. Endurance. If you endure uh, in a race, for example, if you're in a marathon race, and you go go out hours and hours and hours. Do you not think that's hard on the body, hard on the mind? In fact, your mind will may go further than your body, but then your mind could could break, or it might be the other way around. Your body will go further, than, and quite often your mind is the what what stops you from finishing a race. It's not your body. Your body's ability is equipped to run for for hours. You are able to do it. Your body functions on very little energy. I think we, we, we you know, people will show, demonstrate that and push the limits of, of how far a, a human body will actually go. But quite often our minds will break before that. I know that just uh, doing exercise, um, I, I, do a lot of, I used to do quite a bit of high intensity training, CrossFit. And my mind would give out far before my body would. I would just convince myself that my body couldn't do it. But if I would push through, and climb a rope or jump on a box or lift some weights, I would actually do what I believe I could do. So endurance and consistency is is allowing yourself, see your spiritual, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the double side of it. See your spiritual capacity, your spiritual ability, the, what's on the inside of you, what, what happens on the inside of you will go further. Your capacity will stretch bigger. But your mind, if your mind gives up, if it's not transformed by the renewing of the word, if it's not secure in what God wants, uh, needs you to do, your mind will give up and you will not succeed in getting to the place that James talks about. Your endurance is fully developed. You will be perfect and complete, needing Nothing. I think the King James says, "Wanting nothing." The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. So there is a there is a place of endurance and patience. Consistency is is also another word used there. Consistency, your consistency. Jesus, why did Jesus say, "Remain in me"? Well, when you remain somewhere, you're consistent, aren't you? When you stay in a job for twenty five years, you're consistent. Now. Don't get me wrong, I'm not expecting you to be slack or lazy or comfortable. God will change you and move you. And I think the average person stays in a job seven years now, probably less since those last statistics. People like to be changed, like change. But when are you going to be consistent with what God's told you to do? Are you going to stay as an usher in a church for 10 years? Paul, I think we look at the disciples and, and, and Paul and 
people like that and think, well, it only took them a certain amount of time. Well, Paul went away after he was persecuting the church for like 15 years before he came back as a minister. He had to have some things changed. He had to have an encounter with God. Peter, James, and John, and all them, they struggled, but they were in an environment with for three and a half years with the Son of God. We wonder why there were so many miracles in the book of Acts, because they witnessed them. It's a lot harder to do a miracle if you've never seen one. You've got the authority, you've got the power, you've got the ability, you've got the equipment to do it. But if you're not in that environment, it, this is why I think it's um, Oral Roberts talks about reading the Gospels and the book of Acts every single day for 30 days will change your life. Something like that. He, he just said he what he did when he started his ministry, that's what he did. He just read it and read it and read it. And Brother Copeland talks about meditating and seeing it and just spending time seeing yourself Doing what the word says, do the word. I, I see myself when I realize that I'm wall to wall Holy Ghost on the on my hands, and I lay hands on the sick, and I lay hands on the on the the the, the poor, and I lay hands on somebody who's in need. I am releasing the power of God in that moment. I, as I see myself doing that. As I meditate on that and I see it, God's able to create that inside of us. This is what faith is. It's putting substance to things hoped for, substance to things dreamt, substance to things that you imagine. So you're putting substance to it by just meditating on it and meditating. And, and Joshua was told that, you know, he meditates on the word every day and night. He will succeed. And this is where we end up going to Second Peter verse chapter 1, verse 3. And it says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. And if it's a godly life, what does a godly life mean? It's a good life because God's full of goodness. His glory is his goodness. And it's a love-filled life. And against such there is no, no law. The fruit of the Spirit, which is the foundation of all of our Christian living, is based on love. God is love. Faith works by love. So if you have a good life and a faith-filled, love-filled life, you're going to have an awesome life. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need. And then if you come, keep reading, He says, We have received all of this by coming to know Him. So when you know Him, you're the righteous of God with Christ Jesus, which means you are right standing with Christ. The one who has called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. You're escaping the world's corruption. That must mean you, you're entering into heavenly life on this earth is you know this is not for for to be put off in the by and by in 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 the future in heaven when we get to heaven is you know by and by let me just check my time you know in, in these last few minutes of this broadcast we tend to do this every day you know we broadcast tuesday to friday on these channels for about half an hour we don't we don't go we don't have time to get Deep, deep, deep. But I'm asking the Holy Spirit to just bounce some things off on the inside of you. To just enlarge. You see, this is what what I was really thinking about. And this is the scripture verse I was going to. In Isaiah 54. Because we talk about being equipped. We talk about being appointed. We talk about remaining in Him. Being chosen to, for a task. 
But realistically, most of us just want to just do not be not weary and well-doing for a short period of time and hopefully one day the harvest will come. That's what most of our mentality is. It's, I know it has been for me. So if it's been for me, it's been for somebody else. But you see, when God expects us to, to grow up and bear everlasting fruit, remember what John 15 says, I've cho- appointed you, I've chosen you to, to go and produce, to go, to go, preach the gospel, preach the good news, but also to produce everlasting fruit. There is something that we that should fill every believer with excitement because when, when you're doing the task that you're supposed to do, say you're just going and you're just going out to um, perhaps be a janitor or be a car washer or be somebody who works at McDonald's and, and serves burgers, you got that assignment on the inside of you that God's you might be sitting there going I should be somewhere else you see this is it I, I hate when people used to say this to me but wherever you are right now God's got a point and a purpose for you and if you're faithful to that God will promote you and and for me the 2021 I don't know if you, you some of my viewers might not know this but it's been prophesied as the year of the local church so if you need to be faithful anywhere, it's the local church, your local church. Get involved in your local church. Submit to a pastor. Hallelujah. You know, technically I'm not a pastor. I know it sometimes it says it on the screen, but I, I'm somebody who thoroughly loves the local church. I'm in leadership in the church that I, I serve at. And I serve as well. Servant leadership is, is so crucial in these, these end time days because we are a mobilizing force. We are a, a, a body. We are a, an army. I didn't even get to Ephesians, which I wanted to get to, about the armor of God. Talking about equipment. If you want equipment, that's equipment. So Isaiah 54, as we look to close in the last few minutes. Enlarge the place Enlarge your house, Isaiah 54, verse 2. Build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. You will soon be bursting at the seams. You see, God's equipped you with so much. And as you are filled with his word, you're confessing it, you're believing it, you're creating that cycle of faith. You will start to grow and you can stretch. It says, it didn't say God will enlarge your house. And in King James it says stretch the place of your tent. Stretch out the tent pegs. Stretch out. Stretch out. As you hear the word, allow your spirit to be stretched. To be molded by the spirit of God. Allow the spirit of God to just explode on the inside of you. And create in you new vision, new dreams, new new equipment, new everything that you need. God has, will provide for you. I don't want to stop there. But my time has run out. And tomorrow we'll move on and, and we'll keep this attitude up. But it's going to be mainly focused on healing, healing school on a Friday. Feel Good Friday is what I like to call it. But I appreciate you watching. I appreciate people who share the broadcast. Pray for this ministry. Pray for Pastor Martin, who's who's operating in, in Kenya. Thank you for watching. Thank you. Please share the broadcast. Have a great day. 
Um, I'm going to put some graphics on and some more advertising as, as, as we close. But enjoy the Word of God. Remain in Him. Allow God to do something special in you today. Allow the Word of God to work. Allow things to, to develop on the inside of you. Don't be weary in well-doing. Keep going. You will see a harvest. And then when that harvest comes and God promotes you to the next level, don't be weary in well-doing. Keep going. Whenever there's an opportunity, count it all joy. Because you will get to a place of endurance that sees you perfect, wanting nothing. Hallelujah. Be blessed today. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow morning.